say this statistic is really sad and it's still current. 91% of guests do not buy retail from their stylists. And 71% have never been recommended a product. Wow. So the problem is, is that we're not talking about it. Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. We are so happy to have you here today. I have a special guest today that we recently were introduced by a good friend, Katie, yeah. right? We were just figuring that. I was like trying to remember who it was that introduced us. Um, this is Shauna. She is an educator for L'Oreal, Redken Specialist. Mm-hmm. And she's also a behind-the-chair stylist who is now an advanced education educator. And we are just going to talk about all things hair today. We're going to talk about how she went from behind the chair to doing education yeah. and kind of what she's been doing now to keep herself busy. We are still... Yeah, this is California. If you're not in San Diego or local, we are still in our second shutdown. I think we've been closed more this year than we've been open. Five months. Five yeah. months. Mm-hmm. So we are in my empty salon and um, we're just going to talk all things hair and, you know, we're going to bring you along for the ride. So hi. Cool. hi. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, so tell me a little bit about your journey in, in the hair industry. So you've been doing for hair how long? Been doing hair how long? I mean, I started when I was 10. Yeah, me too. (laughs) So, um, a little over 20 years. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. And so, did you start off as an assistant, or did you know right away you wanted to go to beauty school after high school? Did you, was there an in-between there? No, I started a little, I guess, technically, like, older. Okay. I was 21, 22 at the time. Yeah, super old. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I think I had a calling for it. I just was really resistant towards Mm. it. Why do you think that is? I think because there was this persona of like the hairdressers that, you know, didn't take it seriously. Wow. You know what's so crazy (laughs) about you just saying that sentence? That's actually, so I have a list of questions that I always want to touch on. Those are like the original questions I put together for this podcast. Mm -hmm. And that's actually one of the top 10 questions that were meant to be like a rapid fire that I have with people. But sometimes I sit down and I get really excited and we just go left. And (laughs) so... That, that was one of the things was the myths about our industry as to why people don't take it seriously, which my mom was one of them. She did not want me to go to beauty school. She was like, I'll pay for you to go to medical school for fucking 10 years, but sure. I won't pay seven grand for you to go to beauty school. Yeah. I think that hairstylists had, it was like a bad name yeah. back then. People didn't, right? it wasn't a serious career. No. Like you see, like I always think of Steel Magnolias. Yeah. I love that movie, <laughs> but too. You know, the kitchen hairdresser, like, smoking the cigarette and just gossiping all, all day mm-hmm. long. Leaving and... your foils in for three hours. <laughs> That's what it was about, yeah. you know? I didn't realize there was this whole world of really passionate, like-minded people that were super professional, mm-hmm. you know? So what was your introduction? So you went to school. Did you go to school? Are you from San Diego? I am from San Diego. Okay, me too. Yeah. And we're we're, we're like you? a rare breed, right? right? Yeah. Well, like, you grew up like a two doors down from each other. So where did you grow up? East County and Santee. Okay. I grew up in San Diego. I went to Mission Bay High School. Okay. So yeah. I, li- I now live over there. All I wanted to do when I was growing up was to get over there. Um, so you went to beauty school. Where did mm-hmm. you go to school? At San Diego City College. Okay, for, yeah. beautiful. What about you? Uh, J Boutique, which is now, okay. I think, one of the Bellis schools or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but totally. it, it was, it was hood. <laughs> um, but it got the job done, right? Yeah. Beauty school is meant to get you through 
sanitation processes, Gavin Newsom. I was just going to say We that. know how to clean some shit, all right? Yeah. We know how to keep people safe. That back then, it was like, they don't teach you how to be a hairdresser. They teach you everything about sanitation and health. And health. Yeah. yeah. The, the body. Mm-hmm. Like, we had to learn how to do nails. We had to learn the funguses that could happen if you didn't clean your implements properly. Like, yeah. down to the, like... I mean, the, the, the craziest things that could happen to your scalp if you didn't clean certain things and do certain, like, it's wild to look back because I think that hasn't been an issue for so many years. Mm-hmm. It's just part of what we do. Like, people just assume that that's normal. But, you know, the things, the list that they came out with, like, we already do all of that stuff. And then some And now, then some. Yeah. Right? And then some yeah. now for sure. Okay. So then you get into a salon. How, how did you know where you wanted to go when you graduated? You know... I think back then it was just a calling. Like, okay. you know, I went to school and um, I, it was one of the instructors. Mm-hmm. Um, her name was Sudi. And she just, they would get referrals from salons wanting apprentices. Okay. And back then that's what it was. You did an assistant or apprenticeship program. Mm-hmm. And I went and worked for this, um, her name was Sean Keeley. So, and her mom is an iconic hairdresser here, Karen Angel. Oh, cool. So she, so I, that's how I got involved with a ton of education is through them. That's amazing. I think when you're so lucky to get into a situation like that right out of school, that makes such a big difference in your career. Yeah. Yeah. My mom was like, if you're going to go to beauty school and and when you graduate, we're putting you in the best school or the best salon in San Diego. So Mm -hmm. she, she, she started to get her hair done at Robert Cromie's downtown just so we, you know, had an in to get, you know, something, I don't know what she thought she was doing for me, but she, she saw in hindsight that I was taking it seriously. And right. so she did want to help in the end. And uh, I think a few people from my school had gotten hired there. So I did, luckily I got hired there and that, that foundation that okay. I learned and that's, you know, that's, that sets you up to win. I think a lot of people, not to say that if you smart in a smaller salon that you can't have a great thriving career cause you totally can. But when you get put off in the right foot that shows you know, that you take your career seriously, the professionalism, all of that, like you really set yourself up to win. Yeah. No, I mean, I got lucky, I guess, you know, I just fell into the right network of people, mm-hmm. you know, cause they worked for TG, mm-hmm. you know, as ambassadors way back in the day when we had ASV here, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she taught me everything that she knew. And then she's like, you need to go up to Orange County and go work for Tony and Guy. Okay. And so that was my educational foundation. Wow. Which, you know, we all know Tony and Guy is well known for their education, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And uh, I started from the bottom again. I literally went through a training with them Mm -hmm. and then went up there thinking that I was just going to get a chair, go on the floor. And I didn't. I, you know, was scrubbing the baseboards like I was earning my right (laughs) to become a hairdresser. And I was like, this is not what I planned. So funny. I literally like. <laughs> just had this conversation with Anthony Edge. He was our last, I, I, these are in order of how we're recording them. I think they will be. He was just sharing that same story. And that's not like just a Tony and Guy thing. Like Robert Crummings was doing the same sure. thing. We were mopping the floors with our with the towels and all the things. So, yeah. you know, that laying that foundation of like Anthony was saying, like if you're a clean hairdresser, you're going to do clean hair. And that's usually who's the most successful. Mm-hmm. Because if you can do something with, in the system, mm-hmm. you are going to be able to teach that system to somebody else. Yeah. And so those make the best educators. So little did you know that scrubbing those floors was going to make you such an amazing educator. It's like Karate Kid. Yeah. Right? <laughs> what you a great analogy. This, like, I work, love that. Yes. Right? Um, in order to like earn your right to yeah. be a really amazing hairdresser. Yes. You know, and 
when you're young, you don't really see it. But as you mature and, you know, look back, look back, you're like, oh, OK, this all made sense. And totally. this is what led me to where I am, you know. Right. So. so where are you now? What are you currently up to? OK, so I'm a full time educator for Redkin. Cool. So I get to inspire, teach hairdressers all day long. Mm. And um, so you, know, you get lit up right there. Like, I love that. Like, you still <laughs> have so much passion. Sweat, yeah, yeah no, your little smile. Up. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I feel extremely lucky and you know the reason why I got into education is because in this industry we just inspire each other everybody is so passionate and so just because I'm out there teaching other hairdressers I also get something back from them because I want them to share what they know right you know so it's not just like I'm telling them what I know we're also sharing information with each other and that's what's so cool about it yeah you know because we don't keep secrets Mm. you know if if I know something that's going to help you be successful, I'm going to share it, right? you know, and vice versa with that. That's huge. And I've always found, you know, having assistant after assistant coming up, um, as I taught them, it allowed me to remember things and to reteach myself, you Mm -hmm. know, because when you go back to the basics, which is the the foundational skill set, you know, you, we sometimes forget those things and it's easy to skip over them. And you wonder why sometimes your work isn't as good as it used to be, or things aren't working out the way it used to be business-wise. So, you know, when you put things back the way they're supposed to be and then work off of that, you know, you're better set up for success. So, um, what is your favorite thing to teach? Do you have a favorite technique or something that you love to teach? I mean, I'm, I'm a color specialist at heart. Like that's my true passion. Um, but right now I'm really obsessed with social media. Mm. I think that I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Right. Okay. (laughs) And so I have been working the last year and a half on organically growing my social media. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I was the one with like the arms crossed. I don't need it. Right. Because 20 years ago it was the best way to gain new guests was a referral. Yep. You know, guerrilla marketing. We talked you saw somebody (laughs) cute with cute hair. You walked up to them and you gave them your card. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. But I go into salons every day and, you know, I see all these younger hairdressers that are coming right out of cosmetology school with almost a full book of guests because their social media is so prevalent. Wow. And so, yeah, so I, Redkin has a class. um, They have content, a ton of content. We have an Instagram and social media, like, team okay you know that you teach other people how to do so it was actually cool because a year and a half ago redkin came out with social media obsessed okay so we actually teach that as part of our core discipline of classes now it's just one of the foundational skills now right and i'm like you know i can't go and educate hairdressers on social media if i'm not walking the walk right adapt (laughs) or die it's literally like the fucking theme of this year we either fucking figure it out and like, or you get out of here. I'm going to use that. Yeah. Adapt or die. Because I always say nothing grows from being in the shade. No. Right. And, and we're being stretched. Mold. That's what grows. Yeah. Mold. Stinky old mold. <laughs> and if you want to be a moldy old. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Totally. That would, we laughed no, on that one. But yeah. it's so true. It's like, I was just like you. I did not even have a hair page. I had a fun Instagram page. I only like to post whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. And I think you could even tell I actually did hair on my page for the longest time. I think sure. I've only had my hair page for like three years. Mm-hmm. And even then, my goal isn't to build my book of business behind the chair. So mine's still pretty weak, so don't judge me. But when I see these kids, these young 20-something-year-olds with this crazy following, 100, you know, and 
mind you, 100,000 followers on Instagram does not equate to more people in your chair if those aren't your target audience clients. 100%. So learning to speak to who you want in your chair is definitely, that's one of the foundational skills I teach in the Six Figure Stylist course. But it's so nice to hear that you guys are teaching people how to actually use social media to grow their Instagram. Right. Because we always say, like, you don't have or their to business, have so. 100,000 followers to be considered an influencer. No. Right? Because even if you have the right amount of followers, right, for whatever brand you're wanting to project out there, you know, you're an influencer. You're influencing somebody. Right. Right. And I think sometimes people don't realize they're like, I don't want to be an influencer. But listen, mm -hmm. you're an influencer to your clients. Whoever's Absolutely. sitting in your chair is your community, is your people. That's your niche. So if you do have a community and you are an influencer, so if you are using social media at all, you are an influencer. People are paying attention. Your clients love to come in and see, oh, well, that's a pretty necklace. Where did you get? Oh, I love your shoes. Yeah. Oh, that's a cute clip. Like they always want to see what you have on. They look to us to be like kind of their light to what's out in the world. What's cool? What's hip? Yeah, oh, you're like their beauty guru. There we right? go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Was it Tony Gwen that was, or Tony Tony Robbins? Like, I'm not your guru. <laughs> oh yeah. You're, we are these people's lifeline, yeah. and especially right now for some people who haven't left their house. Like mm -hmm. in the few weeks that we were able to work, like I was like, I felt I've never felt so appreciated in my life. Mm -hmm. People like people were over the moon. I was the first person they had seen. They hadn't gone anywhere, especially my older clientele. Sure. It was such a special moment to just really remember how much we do love this industry and mm -hmm. how cared for we are too um so that's something right there that you could share on social media about how meaningful it is to be in this career and and when you share that with your clients and even co-workers and friends like that's just going to bring more of that to you yeah you know i think a lot of times people think they have to post the same pretty hair picture you know perfectly curled against the same wall and like that's a that's an amazing instagram and while that content's great right i think we're going away from the perfectly curated Instagrams and people want to see real behind the scenes. They want to see you working. They want to yeah. see you having some sort of education going on, right? Mm -hmm. To like be authentic to who you are. That's what I always say in my classes is that if you're authentic to your true self and brand, you know, that's what your guests want to see. Right. Like you're not posting for yourself. You're posting for them. Right. Right. So think about that. So yeah, I do see an amazing amount of content with like perfectly curled hair right but is that what your audience wants right you know and that's one of the things like I feel like sometimes people look at the kind of clientele that they have and wish they had a different type of clientele right. now you have to remember if you're posting hair that isn't the hair that you want to be doing that's confusing people don't know that you would rather be doing vivids but yet here you're doing all these blonde bali like you have to be putting out the work that you want to be doing. So if that means, well, shit, I don't have any clients like that. What right. do I do? You go get models. Yeah. You ask people to model for you so you can do their hair. If you have to do it for free, just so you have content to put on your page, show yeah. yourself working on those type of people. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I love that you guys teach that because I definitely could have used that course when it came to like waking me up out of that. I'm not going to do that. I don't need it. I'm a referral based business. I don't need that. But I think if you're only getting uh, new clients from one way, like that referral base, like you're, you, you need them coming in from all areas. Let's be honest. We'd love to have people beating our door down to come see us. Right. Because what does that do? That increases your value, mm -hmm. which then you can raise your prices. Right. And in the end, which is another thing I'm super big on is working less, but making more. Yeah. So 
that's the way you kind of grow in the industry, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say work smarter, not harder. So what right. do you what what else do you guys offer with with school? I'm sure this comes up too. People will probably talk to you guys about pricing and knowing when it's okay to raise their prices. Do you guys cover any of that? Do you get to talk to your clients or the students about that much? I mean, we have business classes focused on retail and helping grow your business that way um, because Red Queen is such a large brand, right? And pricing is so personal, right? You know. So we don't really touch on that. We can give recommendations. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as with Red Queen classes, we don't say like, oh, this is when you should. But we talk about add-on services. Right. Right. Really increasing your revenue without having another guest mm -hmm. sit in your chair. Taking full advantage of that one client, mm -hmm. especially right now, because people haven't seen mm -hmm. somebody in so long. Right. So they have more roots, more highlights need mm -hmm. to be done. They definitely probably need a treatment, definitely need a haircut. Absolutely. So yes, however much you, services can be done on one person. And I think I somebody was suggesting doing your consultations via Zoom or virtual. FaceTime, yeah. virtual, mm -hmm. so that you could spend less time consulting with all the things that they need, know exactly what they need by the time they come in. So yeah. you have enough time to add all those services on. Yeah, and it's really important to really connect, yes. right? Connect with your guests, especially now with California being shut down again. Like, letting your guests know that you're thinking of them right. adds value. They'll, they'll start to think about you, and with the virtual consultation, it's going to save you time. You know, it's really important to do. And also, to look at that virtual consultation as a way to see what you're going to need mm -hmm. inventory-wise. Right. Right? Yes. Because we don't know what we're going to walk into. Totally. You know, and then what's important for them to get done now, you know, and then maybe later, because you're going to need to fit in all sure. your clients. Yep you know, into a smaller time frame. So what what do you need to focus on at that appointment and then schedule them again for the works? Perfect, great, you know, so that's great time, advice. Yeah, right? great advice, definitely. Okay, so what? let's, let's circle back because yeah. I think we like brushed over the stigma that still kind of stands in this industry mm -hmm. as far as like this being a career. What do you think sets stylists apart from those that take their career seriously versus those that you see that are just barely getting by yeah that's like that double-edged sword right mm -hmm. um i will say that whatever you put into it you'll get out of it yes right that's nicely said <laughs> <laughs> this is the beauty inspires beauty podcast and where we speak freely now i know we could block her we can do a little bubble and change your yeah. voice but i feel like that's that's a really nice way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to work hard. Yeah. You know, nothing's for free. You, you know, I do see the more successful stylists invest in their, their brand, their business. They're constantly evolving and educating themselves. Yes. You know, and I think that's really key is, huge. you know, from to prevent from becoming stagnant because you do see that, mm -hmm. you know, the hairdresser that doesn't think that they need to, like, they know everything. Mm that mentality yeah I've been there right? I, was, I was her once yeah. same like yeah. we all have you know <laughs> but really when you take a class and you invest in your education what does that do for you right you know it gets you re-inspired totally you know so and there's always something you can learn from every class even if it's just like one thing yeah um and for me showing up for education even even now if it's having to be virtual like you still have the opportunity to meet people mm -hmm. and you never know what that next meeting or that next connection with someone is going to lead you to yeah so if you don't take the chance to put yourself out there you're depriving yourself of future things you could have in your life 
right? Yeah. Like, that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to start this podcast during this time for myself, too. It's a little bit selfish, but, like, I... I want to up-level my business in life, so I want to be around people who are doing big things like she is and who are also then knows other people doing big things. So unless you step into the arena and you have something to offer too, it's hard to say, hey, I want to hang out with you guys or hey, I want to pick your brain or hey, can we have a chat when, let's just say, she charges for her time to be able to have those kind of conversations. But here I am meeting her at her level. I have something to offer. So then she's more willing to share her information and educate me for free because it's like, all relationships are transactional at some point. You're either sure. sharing money in order for the transaction to happen or you're sharing information. information. Yeah. Right? Like I'm providing a platform and here like it's one of those things. So I, I think what I've noticed the most too with stylists that are more successful than others is exactly what you said. Yeah. How much work are you willing to put in? Are you yeah. willing to do what some aren't for a short period of time or for you know a little bit of time in order to reap those benefits? Because you can't just eat a salad and be skinny the next day. Right. Just like a donut's not going to make us fat tomorrow. Right. Like you can't just post on social media and be like, where are all my clients? Mm -hmm. You can't just do a couple decent clients and not talk about it. You can't just go to one class and be like, I know everything. I'm done. I know everything. You know, it's the same. Yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. You have to put work into it. Totally. You know, what's that saying that they say, like you'll quit your corporate 40 hour a week job to become an entrepreneur to work 80 hours a week. Yes. You know what I mean? It's so true. It's so true. And like, that is exactly why I created the six figure stylist course. And you guys know, I talk about it all the time because a lot of us have fallen into this accidental entrepreneur. I can't even Mm. like claim that phrase because my mentor came up with it. And that's what got me like, wait a second. I'm an accidental entrepreneur. Like I didn't go to beauty school saying I want to own my own business. Now I may have said the words, I want to own my own salon, Mm -hmm. but I didn't follow it with the second sentence of, I want to manage and take care of that business. I think that's the, that's the the part we all miss. Yeah. That's the key is because anybody can own a salon. Yep. Right. Or be a behind the chair, soulless, whatever. Right. But really how do you manage your business? Like make it a business. Right. You know, that's, well, they don't teach us that in beauty school in our defense. Yeah. If we should have what we learned and then we should have a second year of actual technical skills and then we should have a third year setting us up for business. Yeah. Like in London, that's what that's what uh, Anthony was saying. It's a three-year program in order to become like a master stylist educator. Yeah. And I, I should have asked him if they do edu- if they do uh, business side of it too. Right. I doubt it, but I feel like that's been the missing component for anybody that I see in a service-based business like we do, mm-hmm. not having those foundations set up for their business. They don't know how to run it. They don't know how to manage their time. They don't yeah. know how to like even take action on some of the things they want to get done in there. They don't know how to get, delegate things out. Sure. Right? Like, yeah. it's, you're just grinding behind the chair. You got a pocket full of cash at the end of the day. You've paid your bills and you're like, I'm good. Yeah. And now it's all free money. Like, a lot of hairdressers don't invest. Right. Right. They don't have 401k. They don't have 401k. They don't, you know, um, have medical. Right. Yep. And this is why we're kind of in this predicament with a lot of hairdressers unfortunately and it it breaks my heart same you know to see all these salons shutting down yeah you know not saying that that's why their salons are shutting down right because i don't know what their financial status is or what they're invested in but a lot of the times you know it's unfortunate because i've met tons of hairdressers right yeah and the ones that really create and treat it like a business are the ones that are more successful at it right you know. And I think when you set yourself up as a business and you create a brand behind your business, 
and you're pushed against the wall like we have been right now, mm -hmm. I noticed those that didn't have that foundation to fall back on, it felt like they got bitch slapped. I mean, we all felt like we got bitch slapped when this first we were shut down because it was like so many people were devastated. I only want to work behind the chair. I don't want to worry about all that other kind of stuff. Right. So they weren't yeah. able to pivot into other ideas like selling retail, doing virtual consultations, starting education if they've always wanted to do it. Yeah. Now it's free and everybody's like looking at their goddamn phones. Right. Like now is the time to start that IGTV. Now is the time yeah. to figure out how to use YouTube. Now is the time to get someone's camera and set it up and start a podcast. Absolutely. Like, yeah. For me, it was interesting because I not to toot my horn because I was for 15 plus years the other way I'm that's why we've created a platform like this to help right. educate yeah. she's educating I'm educating like anybody can be an educator yeah. but it's hard to educate if you're not walking the walk 100% right yeah. and so like my mess has become I, I kind of hate this cliche my message my message but like <laughs> same like you have to know how much pain you were in before struggling to just pay the rent and if you were to take a vacation like worrying that you couldn't pay your $300 booth rent because you know this or that or oh I can't take that week off because I can't afford my rent otherwise like yeah. if you're managing there's enough to go around and this is it can be a lucrative business where you can make at least six figures mm -hmm. um, and have multiple streams of revenue coming Absolutely. in too so like you have two jobs basically in the industry and, yeah. then, and then little legs off of each of them too mm -hmm. I'm sure yeah. so I think in this time, while we're still closed, what would you say to someone who's like on the fence and they're like, I really want to get into education, but like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't really know what I would teach. Like, I've always just been behind the chair. I'm kind of good at this, this and that. Like, what direction could you give them right now if they're just even a little bit interested? Yeah. So one, I would say focus on just like when you're branding yourself on social media, right? You can be good at a lot of things, but there's one true thing that you're passionate about. Yeah. Right, and you, we know that. Yep. Right. So focus on that. You know, whether you want to educate independently or for a brand, um, start creating videos. You videos. Know? Okay. Getting comfortable talking in front of talking the camera. Talking in front of the camera and just practice, practice, practice. Okay. You know, and then will it to yourself. You know. Put it in the universe. Put it out there, and you're like, "This is what I want to do." And say it every single day, but also work towards it. Yes. You know, so whether you want to work for a brand, contact that brand. You know, with Redkin, there's a long process to becoming an artist for Redkin. Okay. You know, but there's steps to it. Yep. So if anybody's interested in that, I can help them. Perfect. Right, along the way. Um, but if you want to do, you know, like podcast or, you know, uh, I know I'm going to have Sherry from Belserine. Mm -hmm. Like she is starting to want to get into more helping coaching yes you know you had Lexi on yes and she's doing like the business side of it you are too yes. you know and it's like these people are just working their ass off you know and they eat sleep breathe it every single day right and so there's no easy way to become an educator yeah you have to will it to yourself and you have to want it I love that you know and that's the thing about being consistent like I feel like you know, just showing up once or just inquiring once isn't going to get you the answer you're looking for. I sure. feel like knowing, seeing where she's at now, you might think, oh, I can just apply and I'm good. I'm probably as good as she is. And, you know, yeah, yeah I can be an educator. But the problem is we're so worried about or, or we're not aware that there's a process to it. Right. So if you just take step one, if you just apply and inquire about what there is to do, like I think working for a big companies like that can set you up if you ever want to be independent and have your own education 
yeah. you know, putting, it's like if you want to own a restaurant, but you've never washed dishes in a restaurant. It's same thing. Like we talk about <laughs> scrubbing floors when totally. we started out. Like I couldn't have imagined opening a salon even though Lexi did share that story about how she was a salon owner first and then became a stylist. She's stylist. like rare, I feel like. Yeah. Um, but she had it background in her with her grandmother owned salon. Sure. So it's like she knew the business side of it. So she was that she was like, no matter what business I'm running, I'm going to make it successful. Right. So she had systems and structures in place, which is very different than what we normally hear. Yeah. Usually you have the creative who just wants a free space and you want people to have good energy and like, well, that's great. How are you going to pay the bills? How are you going to make sure that your revenue numbers are the, where they're supposed to be? Can you read a spreadsheet? Do you even know what the, like, these are all things yeah. that I, for years was like, I don't do that. I'm not techie. I'm a hairdresser. I'm a hairdresser. I'm a creative. <laughs> I just, I have money in my account at the end of it. I'm good. Like, I don't need to sell retail. No. I'm creative. No, you buy right? that Pantene girl. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I, I'm not a saleswoman. I do not sell. Right. It wasn't until I did this mastermind like a year and a half ago that they were like, if you have a business or a brand you are the product like first of all you're selling yourself so you better like 100%. sit up tall and learn yeah. how to like start talking especially on social media it's been around for 10 years now mm -hmm. like you are the service you are the like you are the product yeah. and then if you're doing something on someone that you know they could benefit from taking care of it it is your duty to share that product with them 100% I will say this statistic is really sad and it's still current 91% of guests do not buy retail from their stylists. Are you serious? I'm 91? Dead, dead serious. That's crazy. And 71% have never been recommended a product. Wow. So the problem is, is that we're not talking about it. That's right? a huge problem. Yeah. That's so. a huge problem. <laughs> that, that actually leads me into a segue, which I don't know your back history on this because I don't yeah. have much like knowledge in this either, but now that we've gone virtual as far or, or been in lockdown a lot of companies are now doing direct to ship yeah. where stylists can recommend a product say you come in you're my client i don't i can't get you the product but i recommend you go to my link and you can click buy the olaplex and they'll ship it to you and i get something like a 30 percent commission on that yeah so that's been great mm -hmm. but unfortunately if you're a salon owner that's not great because you're no longer making that revenue. And if that used to be somewhere around 65, 60% of a salon's revenue was off of sales, yeah. I don't know what that number is now. I don't have the statistic on that. Um, and I do agree with you, but the the reason why they have these third party and e-commerce is because of the statistics of- The 9% are buying product from, <laughs> that's <laughs> fucked up. That nobody is buying retail and it's such a vast, world of social media instant gratification right that's why amazon's so prevalent and all that so the solution to the professional is these type of directorship directorship yeah. like redkin we have one you know it's shop with a stylist and it's through hair.com you know and they do a 30 percent mm -hmm. it's the same with all these brands yeah because it's a smart business you know so yes we want to as a brand give the money to the owner mm -hmm. but in the reality of that you know would you rather get 30 percent or no percent because your stylists aren't really recommending products anyways anyways right but yes it is imperative you know that in order to keep a salon business thriving retail is they're not making the money off of booth renters mm -hmm. or commission well we can't do commission but you know like hourly 
stylist. Right. You know, you're making your money, your business is thriving from retail sales. Yep. You know, so that's so important. That's so important. And it's one of those topics that a lot of people don't like to talk about. Right? Yeah. Because I I was that stylist. Same. I was like, I'm I'm not, why would I need to sell retail? You know, it's our, we're professionals, right? So it's almost like when you go see your doctor and they write your prescription Mm -hmm. for things that you need, right? If somebody's investing in their hair, you know, 200 plus, everybody has to shampoo their hair. Well, my favorite analogy (laughs) is a little bit even more like if you have a client who has bald tires, are you Mm. gonna suggest that they drive away with those bald tires? Are you gonna give them a treatment that's gonna make it better? Are you gonna suggest they get two new tires? Like, you know, that's like a treatment, that's like an insulin, like sell them a mask and the proper shampoo. Like, um, I I never had analogies shown to me like that. I always just heard numbers like, oh, well, if you sell to your guests, they're this much percentage, you know, likely to come back to your chair. And I was like, oh, my clients come back anyways. But I think I did sell more retail than I give myself credit for back in the day because we had a great front desk staff that helped push that Mm -hmm. and would seal the deal and close all that for me. Wrap it up in a bow. Yep, yep, or have it all ready. Yeah. But I think what's happening now is so many people are in solo spaces where it's a little bit more intimate and it's a little bit more like, Kate, now pay me my service and here's $200 in product. Right. And for some reason, I was there. It feels weird and icky to charge two, $300 for your service and then make them spend another two or 300 on product. Mm-hmm. The best thing I was ever told was you don't determine how your client wants to spend their money. Yeah. Don't determine their pocketbook. No. You know, maybe they like to eat mac and cheese every night and can totally afford, you know, $80 worth of product today. Regardless, like beauty is something that is what a, like a, I don't know, billion dollar business if I'm right. Yeah. It's a multi-billion, multi-billion dollar, business. dollar business. People spend, even in a recession, people spend money on personal luxury, care personal yeah. care they want to feel good about themselves especially you know? right now yeah god and here's a st- another statistic i love that you know all these <laughs> well only because of yeah you know, i teach these business classes for redkin um but one it really like hit my heart a little bit within 48 hours of a guest leaving your salon they go somewhere else and purchase product that's not professionally recommended by their hairdresser no way yeah so they're buying products somewhere else mm-hmm. right and the re the why like so i always say start the conversation in your consultation make it a habit right start talking about retail from the minute they sit in your chair let's do a little mock scenario on that okay, okay. so i'm your new guest i was referred by so and so and i'm in your chair for the first time yeah okay. i just sat down hi yeah. nice to meet you so you always want to start with a positive like mm-hmm. so nice to meet you you know compliment their hair mm-hmm. like I love the tone of your hair like you know I see that you're here for color then always ask about what is the one thing like if they could change their hair like or have a goal in mind mm-hmm. what would it be my hair is right. really fine and it's a little bit damaged because I bleach it and um, I just I just want it to look healthy yeah so see you strike up this open-ended right ask open-ended questions okay and then the answer comes out of them so then I'm saying you have fine hair, right? So now I'm going to say, okay, you, let's address this because as a hairdresser, your guest is coming to you with a problem mm-hmm. and you have a solution. Yes. Fantastic. I actually have a solution. I have the shampoo that actually has sugar crystals that will plump the cuticle, right? And make your hair feel fuller mm. and sense 
giving you volume and it's for color treated hair. So perfect. You know, so we'll go ahead and make sure that we use that on you today. Absolutely. I love that. Right. Yeah. And then when you're at the, at the lather lounge or shampoo area, whatever you like to call it, I'm using this, right? We talked about it. This is what it's going to do. Okay. Then you bring the shampoo back to your chair and let, well, right now COVID probably you don't want them to touch it, but present it in front of them. Okay. Right. One, when they're holding something, it's like possession. Okay. Like once they have it in their hands, they're going to want it. Right. Perfect. And then don't be afraid to walk your guests up. It depends on the situation. So if you have a receptionist, don't just put your ticket and all the products up front. Right. Walk them up. Thank them. And it's the power of three. Right. For okay. products. Mm-hmm. So say, okay, these are the five must haves that I used on you. Right, but if you were oh, sorry, these are the five products I used on you, but these are the three must haves, mm. right? So you're giving them an option. I love that. People then, love options, yeah. And then, same with like retail, you should have different tiers, okay? Right? So, if you how would you discover which tier they might fall under? Is that just paying attention to the things they talk to you about in their chair? Yeah. Okay. So because in your consultation, you're going to discuss your beauty budget. Right. Are they a student? Are they right. a doctor? Yeah. Like You'll know. Yeah. So you can have like that luxury tier mm-hmm. and have a mid and then have a lower one. Perfect. Right. All great professional products, but give them the options. Love that. So that's what I would say. I love that. Those are great tips. Okay. No excuses now. So we got to start implementing that. And I'm still behind the chair stylist a couple days a week. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to try that out and I will let you guys know how my retail sales go. Because for someone who's running a salon, who's busy behind the chair, who actually has my eight-year-old running behind us as we're doing this filming right now. (laughs) He's so cute. You're holding it together. He is. I tell him all the time. Good thing you're cute, kid. Yeah, right. Um, I don't follow through with that as much as I should. I have clients I've had for years Mm -hmm. and I'm not having that new consultation with them anymore and you know if they just happen to mention that they want product I definitely you know you know seal the deal there but I'm just I'm definitely not as diligent as I used to be yeah I, um, I'm guilty of it as well yeah you know I'm still what you're be- not perfect <laughs> right who wants to be you know? <laughs> no that's no fun but we're constantly evolving and growing yeah you know and so I honestly I educate because it reminds myself that I need to put these into practice yes you know if as soon as like practice makes permanent so the more you mm. talk about retail the more it just becomes a habit totally right i love that and that's what it's about and don't short your guests that you've had for 20 years you know and i'm just saying this because i need to do it too same i have these Preach. guests that i've had for 20 years and you know to be honest i'm guilty of it i go to the personal stuff okay. how are you right. how are you feeling but then when a new guest sits in my chair I go through the consultation and it should be the same with everybody. Totally. You know, totally. So. I know. I, okay. I, we, let's, let's shake on that. Let's yeah. make a deal that we're going to hold each other. Accountable. Yes. And we're going to treat each older, our, our old time clients yeah. the same way we treat the new ones. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Ask yeah. better questions. You'll get better answers for sure. And yeah. ask open-ended questions. I love that. Open-ended questions. And then just the power of asking, right? Like my husband and I, we go to like hotel resorts or whatever. And I learned this from a train, like a personal development training I went to. This, um, his name is Blair Singer. And the one thing that resonated, you talked about this, if you took, gathered one thing from something, okay. some training, it was worth your time. So the one thing that I really got and resonated with me is he said, just ask. The answer is 50% yes and 
50% now, really. Yep. Just by asking, mm-hmm. you know, so we do that all the time when we're traveling. I will ask for an upgrade and sometimes they'll upgrade us and sometimes they won't. Yep. You know, but I'm not going to stop asking just because one person said no to me. That's funny. I do that for flights. I, I don't do it for other things, but I do it for other, do for, it just for, for flight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> game on. It's going to be a game just now. Ask. We're going to, let's see how many asks we can do in a week and we'll report. I, I asked 20 times and I got three yeses. Yeah. What's your stats? Right. See, make things fun. Things that don't normally like sound fun mm-hmm. or don't bring you joy. Like you think this will like having a little challenge, like Think, that's why collaboration with other people. We don't have to collaborate and do each other's clients or do hair together sure. or any of that. But like check working, in. check in. Mm-hmm. You know, having accountability is huge, huge, huge. And I feel like when you don't think anyone's paying attention, that's mm-hmm. when we slight to like slack off. Yeah. You know, like if someone was paying attention to your numbers, I had a manager back in the day at my old big salon, uh-huh. and he would walk around with a checklist with your name on it. Oh, I know who he is. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, <laughs> should we, we should give him a shout out, but. Um, he would have a list of everyone in the salon's name, your retail, what you've sold, and we had to hit a certain goal every week in order to get um, the baseline booth rent. Mm-hmm. If you didn't hit that number, you paid a higher booth rent. Mm-hmm. If you did hit that number, you could stay at the normal booth rent. And then if you hit a certain number in total for the month, I believe you got a percentage off your first week rent. Yes. Okay. So it was a good system that he had, and he sure. did it in good faith to to say hey you're at you know 560 you only need to sell two products today yeah um he would even suggest it's this this, and this and you're good Mm -hmm. but if you want to go above and beyond you're this you're number 10 on the list today and then there was also one bigger giveaway that they did a free parking space every every month so you got it for the whole month that's huge and i think if you hit a certain there was tiers to it so if you sold a thousand you got a bigger percentage on Mm -hmm. your commit like so there's ways that if you're running a bigger business, you can still incentivize your your stylist to do that. Um, but it was a great challenge. It used to piss me off during that. I'd be like, why are you going around telling everybody people's numbers? But at the end of the day, it made me step my game up. Yeah. And I was always appreciative when he would make sure I hit that number. Right. If you if it's set in paper, right? Yeah. You, you can visualize it, you know, and you set smart goals, right? Right. Like, we all set these, like, goals in January. You know, I don't do them anymore because I'm like, I never stick to it. Right. But if I say, okay, for the month of September, I'm going to work out three days a week, you know, and I check it off and I write it into my calendar. Yep. Then it's more attainable. Totally. You know, and that you could do in your business, too. Right. Like, so I have kind of what he was doing. this many guests <laughs> this week, and right. I want to sell, I want to ask the question to everyone, if I get a 50% yes. Oh, my gosh. The retail that your numbers are probably 10x. Yeah. If you, if 9% you're only buying, if we just put that into everybody's like that. Yeah. It's a lot of money when you think about it. You yeah. Know, we teach like, I teach this class on add-on services, mm-hmm. right? And sorry, everybody, we have shades money, Redken, right? Everybody uses shades. Yep. I go into salons all day long. They may not use anything else from Redken, but they definitely use Shades EQ. Right. Gloss. Yep. You know? And so I talked to him, like, are you charging for that service? And most people aren't. Wow. But it's a separate service, yeah. right? So I'm like, okay, well, if you already have this guest sitting in your chair and you're not charging, if you charge or you ask if they want a gloss and 50% say yes and say you have four guests that day, that's two that say yes, and then say you charge $40, I'm just saying, that's an additional $80 for that one day. Now take that 80 and times it by however many days you work, 
and then times that by four, mm-hmm. you know, it's you're looking at like a thousand dollars a month, a month. And Extra. let's let's just be honest. If you add forty dollars onto someone's service tab and then they hit the twenty percent button for the tip, right. that just went up too. So Easy. it's like it's a residual effect of putting the work in. Yeah. And when you show up consistently, like to make an extra thousand dollars a month, that's twelve thousand more dollars a year. Who doesn't like to make? If money? you put that just that thousand dollars <laughs> away a month yeah. into a retirement plan, no matter what exactly. age you're starting, that's really what we're talking about. I mean, we could talk about this kind of stuff all day. I love yeah. all of this like tools and tips that you have. Yeah. So if you guys, how do we find you on social media? If someone wants to take a class with you, like where can yeah. we get more of you? thank you <laughs> um so my instagram name is shauna spell it for them i know s as in sam h o double n so nancy a 619 education i know it's long guys I'm we'll put sorry. it in the show notes don't worry you don't have to memorize it <laughs> but um, shauna 619 yeah, yeah education education yeah and that's what i added like that was the silly thing when i started my journey with social media is really putting in your username mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. what you do yeah right and so i literally am from san diego so that's where the 619 came from yep and then i was like i'll just add education because you know people know you by a certain name right so but it's so silly but you've established <laughs> yourself as the expert in education because you put it into your name so yeah. that's something like the power of social media it's so it seems so small and just like a whatever name but there was like purpose behind adding that to your name yeah so a lot of people like mine is just my name but when you click on it i'm the beauty business mentor like i didn't you don't want to put your name in two different places so mm-hmm. you want that's cat that's prime real estate right there on your bio so that's a whole nother thing we could probably teach on but you actually have a class for instagram and social media so yeah that's something that you guys could take advantage of too Absolutely. There's a ton of resources, you know, because I am a full-time educator for Redken. I support the stylist with education. So uh, Redken allows me to do complimentary classes, which is amazing. Um, And, you know, I also have classes with other full-time educators on Eventbrite. So if you go to Eventbrite uh, slash Redken, you'll see a ton of free education. Oh my God. Wow. Free. Hello. Free. That's amazing. Okay. Techniques, business building, social media, foundation. So it's really cool. No excuses. So if you are in California and you are still locked down, take advantage of this free education. Yeah. um, Because everything you're saying is gold. And if you just implement just a few of these things that you shared today, I'm sure your business is going to, you know, triple, especially when we can get back to work. And those of you who are able to work, this is your challenge this week, whenever you're listening to us, is to start implementing the question. Ask. Because the answer is going to be 50% yes. I mean, it's yes or no, right? Right. And if it's a no, that's even a good segue as to why not? What are you using? Dive a little bit deeper. Because sometimes people's gut reaction is to say no. Mm-hmm. No to everything. And then once they realize the mission behind it, but you're actually trying to help them create a transformation, they're more likely to say yes. Oh, show me what you had again. And you're like, oh, oh, <laughs> I thought it was a no. But of yeah. course, here it is. Yeah, it may so, take 10 times. It may, but but at least talking about it three times throughout the service sure. gives them an opportunity to say, no, thank you. Oh, no, I'm good. And wait, what was that again? Yeah. Like their story can change between two hours, three hours that you're sitting there. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Once they don't see that just off the jump, you're trying to peddle product, they'll know they're OK. She did just spend three hours. I did just spend three hundred dollars on my hair. I probably should take home some stuff. You got to invest in your investment. Yes. Right? You got to invest in your investment. Right. And your best investment is yourself and knowing your business. So mm-hmm. 
get the free education. Stay tuned for more episodes from the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. It was so great to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Yeah. Let's do it again. Okay. Okay. Good. And challenge accepted on the uh, stepping it up with our clients. Let's go into the challenge. I love that. Okay. We'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.